You know I love a high-low moment. From the heart of New York City. Morning, people. It's Morning People with Preston Conrad. Yep, into it. And it all starts right now. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Morning People. I'm Preston Conrad. I'm joined by a really special guest today, a good friend of mine, Vinny Potestivo is in the house. Yes. Hi, Vinny. Hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. We got my kombucha here. We're just like two ladies sitting in this nice room. What a nice little setup you have here. You guys, Vinny, right it's, isn't it cute? It's so cute. Soy cute. It's <laughs> soy cute. I have my logo going. Well, welcome to our house. Guys, Vinny is, um, oh God, you have so many things I could rattle off of what you are, but Right now, uh, let's say how I met Vinny. I met Vinny when he was the head of talent and development uh, for East Coast for MTV. Yeah. When my roommate at the time was interning for you. Do you remember Allie? Yes. Allie was an intern for you when I was finishing up in college. Yes. Um, Vinny, basically, if you could oh, think of I names know. like Kristen Cavallari, um, Lauren Conrad, all the big stuff, the Osbournes, if you saw them oh, yeah. on TV, you were probably involved in them getting on TV at some point. Um, and Vinny went on to launch his own entertainment firm, VPE Talent, uh, where he did tons of casting for just about every reality show that you've seen on TV. He He's launched stardom and brands for just about every reality star you've seen, every personality. And now he's kind of snowballed VPE talent into really like a personal branding firm, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, a, the, like right between a manager and an agent when it comes to taking talent brands and uh, getting them in, to be viable businesses, whether this yeah. products or getting on more shows or mm-hmm. looking for more types of projects to take on or partnerships. Which all of those things are important now for talent, right? Like you kind of need to be in the media, whether that's TV or on a digital something or other. You need to maybe have a product. You need to maybe have an agent. Like you need all of those things. I mean, like we have major film stars on, you know, on YouTube Prime and digital platforms that were once poo-pooed. And there's a reason why. Uh, you need to be gaining new audiences, looking for new people, because people are forgetting about you at the same rate that they're being introduced to you if you're lucky. Well, it's so right? eight, so everyone it's has such so much ADD. Yeah, the, who's I'm, I'm yeah. such a bad consumer because I don't really know why Shay Mitchell is fam- is she what show was she shame famous? I think it was Pretty Little Liars was the show, but to make a long story short, I saw that she has like a YouTube reality oh, yeah. show, and I was like, why wouldn't this be on a network? Well, but, you know, Jamie Lynn Sigler has a, a really great podcast out there and this week she was just announced as the first ever Disney Jewish princess so you, you oh, think that's, that that's she's getting you think that? that that is a uh, you know there's, those two don't directly correlate she showed what her voice product looked like and oh. and also what an audience would do when she offered that and how cool is that it's so I mean valid. maybe that has something to do with I'm it, sure it does I think so I mean already in the first two seconds of this podcast we've been talking about famous people and I think it all kind of boils down to what you know probably better than any this side of the Mississippi, which is like star quality, star power amongst yeah. businessmen, actresses, reality stars, entrepreneurs, all of whom you've worked with. What's like, and I'm sure this has changed for you from when you were in-house running kind of MTV and then to now when you're running some really large personal brands. Um, what's like your your some boxes you check off when it comes to star power like when you meet someone and you're like that's a star yes. like when you met lauren conrad were you like yeah. she's gonna have a line at kohl's and be a billionaire 
Um, <laughs> no, and that would have been 2002. Um, no, I, I wouldn't have seen that then because the marketplace wasn't there. Yeah. Um, so that's not where my mind went. But I was the guy who told all the Laguna Beach cast to stay off MySpace. You did. Because if they were on MySpace, no one would tune in to MTV to see what was going on. And we didn't want that to hurt numbers. You were like, leave it for the show. Yeah. And I left MTV in 07, which is right when Facebook opened up to let like non-students be able to mm-hmm. um to subscribe and join and um and that's really when they became big digital influencers right when that platform so up. you saw influencers really existing back then because now we're i mean now technically we're in the era of influencers but these people were making moves digitally back then yeah yeah they were making moves digitally back then um also there were sort of secondary cable networks remember mtv2 um wait i think you i think you helped me get i did an episode of a um show on mtvu and oh, it was yes. a dorm the makeover fr- show. Like, oh yes, with um, I was like, Todd, with Todd, it was I, fr- I literally told him most likely. I think so. I I was in Seattle. Mm-hmm. I flew to Seattle with like yeah. some camera. Yeah, but I think that was through you. And so by thank the way, you. that was what two years after that. So we've met fifteen years ago. Oh my god! So I'm a people hoarder. Are we? Oh, you, you want to know my trick? Is I'm I'm not even like a good casting director. I'm a people hoarder. You I are love a people, hoarder. people. I love hearing their stories. I take notes, so if I ever lose my phone, I'm so nervous. But <laughs> yeah, to remember people. Um, You're like a walking golden Rolodex. Well, back, bef- I, I loved meeting people. I loved, I mean, I loved being part of conversations that I never thought I would be a part of. Um, Is that how you got into? How'd you get into running casting talent development for like so all funny. of MTV out of Times Square? Like, how did that even happen? That's funny. Well, it took I, ultimately to be able to run the department in the East Coast. I was there for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm born and raised in Staten Island. Yeah. I, my story is I was walking in Times Square. A casting director stopped me and asked if I would ask Whitney Houston a question. Uh, she just finished the Prince of Egypt soundtrack. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So that was my, I my had breaking no <laughs> idea about this. So you yeah. met Whitney Houston then? That yeah. was like your, that was it. That, like, yeah, Ananda, Ananda the VJ introduced me oh to God, Whitney. How funny, right? Spanking New Music Week. Oh my God. Spanking New Music Week. My question week. was, Whitney, what was it like recording an album? I have remember verbatim. What was it like? <laughs> I pretend like I don't know. Yeah, you're like, let me try <laughs> like, to remember what I asked like her. Like it wasn't the single most important moment of question your life. Of my <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was it like recording with another recording artist on, on the Prince of Al- Yeah, on the Prince of so Egypt thing. That was so cool. And then the guy says to me, hey, you're from Staten Island. I'm doing a very Busta Christmas special tomorrow. <laughs> Do you have any friends that might want to come to it? And I was like, yes. You're like, <laughs> everybody I, I know will come to <laughs> I that. ran back to Wagner College. I gathered up like 15, 20 people. And I just started bringing people to MTV for free and casting. And then I did some music videos. It's not right, but it's okay. And, and a bunch of other sort of music videos. And then I was working at like Fox News and uh, the TV Food Network. You're and- still in school at this time? Still in school at that time. Yeah, I was a senior in college. So you were time. hustling like from the get go. Yeah, like, it was easy from Wagner College is a ferry ride, so it was right. easy for me. But yeah. uh, I didn't let them know. No, no one in the city knew what my hustle no, was. No, of course. They you show up, they don't know any of the bet that you checked it at the door. Yep. Wait, this guy this guy recording next to us is really funny. Guys, yes. there's someone recording their podcast next to us who I think is doing a workout podcast. Yeah. And like if you hear any I don't think we're gonna be able to hear any yelling, but he's he's like one, two, go. Lift, jump, jump, go. Get it. So I'm going to try not to be distracted by him. Come on, come on, come on, Preston. You can do it. 
I literally I can do his workout based on hearing him right now. Preston, the, the high-low workout of Preston Conrad. Oh, my God. It's stressing me out. But, okay, so you, like, clearly were in, engaging with people from the get-go. And you kind of snowballed up to this role um, in this talent development space, which was kind of new at the time, wasn't it? Yeah. Developing people. Yeah, Rod Asa, uh, the man who reinvented um, Oxygen and turned it into the crime and true crime uh, network that it is and just became head of programming at E! also oh, wow. this week. A big week for news oh my and, gosh. and media. Um, and I started the department in 99. Wow. Uh, and the idea was we'll find VJs. Um, single recording female artists were a thing that were coming up. There was a Jessica. Uh, Jessica just dropped. Um, Brittany. Simpson. Christi- Jessica Simpson yeah. just dropped an album. C- Brittany and Christina were just in rotation and we were just introduced to this girl, Mandy Moore, who was about to open for Backstreet Boys, and we auditioned her, and she was as wonderful like, as she is today, if not even more, because you're just blown away by yeah. And then a 15 year old, <laughs> oh my god, you know, Candy, um, yeah, Candy, that was that so good, that like, song, Dreaming Candy. <laughs> um, and, and, but it was to, to to build relationships with artists because MTV had relationships with the music labels or mm-hmm. management, so we kind of. Um, disrupted how artists played on MTV. Yeah. Um, I, I one day, <laughs> one day, I got a phone call from Will I Am, and he says, "I want to host an hour show." And I was like, uh, like okay, "I'm going to work on that." Let me find a phone. slot. I'll call I you back. Called up Rod right yeah. away. I was like, "I either got to call from Will I Am. He says he wants to host a show on MTV." He's like, "Well, call MTV too and make it happen." And then, literally, that worked. And we were like, "They're approachable." He loved it because he had an hour where he wasn't promoting his own music but was really sort of leading mm-hmm. in a conversation as a thought leader which he loved and um that kind of opened the door to you know creating how we create content yeah. directly with talent as opposed to developing it and then letting them drop in so when you casted laguna beach all those shows the hills were you at that time just casting kind of just y- y- obviously the end goal was to create amazing television but I guess the personal branding thing wasn't really a thing back. I don't remember it being a thing. Like you clearly knew who the breakout stars would be and you knew who would be maybe have some longevity, but you were, your goal was just to cast a great show. And then these gals kind of took it and ran with it, right? Yeah, of what well, they built. I, I would say the branding part definitely came into play for the, for the VJs yeah. for sure. For talent that I was hundred percent on, on networks or multiple networks, multiple hours mm-hmm. for multiple years. Lala, Anthony, um, I just met her. Oh, did you? I interviewed oh, her wonderful. for Axis Hollywood at oh. her house. Right. <laughs> Me. That's some like that's not VJ money, by the no, way. No, she was in her <laughs> empire money. We were in her Birkin closet. <laughs> I was like, girl, oh, cool. and she was like, Kim Kardashian gave me this one. I bought this one. It was she's extra. And I'm like, what's the 90210 scoop? I got like, it all. <laughs> I got the scoop from that's her. That's what I want. <laughs> totally. Her and Vanessa on that show, which I love seeing those. I those, love that. It's like know, a her. new, fresh spin. It's so diverse. But I and I asked her, um, it's funny because I didn't want to bring up the VJ thing because that's when I, I mean I knew her like there was an emotional thing for me with Alala because I from growing up like yeah, running home from my little farm like high school to watch these people yeah. that I like felt like I knew yeah I love I loved that job finding the VJs for for TRL or for MTV or MTV Two or any any of the the uh, to find someone who knew about music who knew more than you did who could talk to you about music that didn't make you feel dumb and was like just, and and then just real people and there were a lot of big celebrities that we did not cast and make VJs because they would not have been great VJs. Yeah. The people who did are just they're um just especially 
our class, the 99 to 07 class. That class was amazing. VJ, Hillary Burton, and um, Vanessa Lachey, as I said, uh, uh, Damien Fahey's a a writer on Family Guy. Oh my Uh, God. Gideon Yeago is a writer on Quantico. Really? Yes. Like Wait, these names really are flashing me back. Big impact in, in social. Susan Box. They're, I mean, they're still all at it. Susie Castillo is still hosting. So I mean, obviously Carson Daly. Nick Cannon's still doing the same job oh, <laughs> that I hired him for 10, 15 years ago, <laughs> which is well and out. Him and D-Rock, Derek. Which I is, met him too. He's <laughs> really nice, Nick Cannon. Yeah, Nick is great. Very well dressed. Yeah, he's a he, businessman. He, he's been a businessman since day three one. Three-piece suit, yep. Louboutin shoes, top coat. Like, he was giving me executive, Yeah, which so, I appreciated. So he, he's a great example of a personal brand that when we cast Nick, he was supposed to replace Carson on TRL. Got it. And after that deal- When did Carson leave? In 04, yeah. maybe, or officially? No, I don't know if he ever left, but- But he kind of transitioned out. Host. Yeah, yeah. You know, or in 05. Yeah. Is when like Caduce, Damien, mm-hmm. like that class kind of came into play. And um, uh, Nick really believed in him all out. He went out and recorded hit that. He was dating Christina Milian at that time. So she oh was the God. she was the guest celebrity. But in she the pilot. dropped, dropped, dropped that thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm was that, thinking, make a yeah. man thing. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah I always song. think, hey, Mr. DJ, too. Oh, she yeah. That. She wrote Whoa, that. That's, well, that's a J-Lo Hello. Song, she still got paid for that. Yeah. Totally. She got that um, paycheck. Uh, uh, but Nick Nick was the first sort of, sort of and I guess Mandy too because because they were both doing projects outside of MTV where you knew what was happening at MTV was feeding into either a stereotype or a certain perception of that character. So mm-hmm. we started building shows around that perception. Yeah, uh, Mandy Moore had a talk show when she was sixteen or maybe seventeen, like it was a summer know. talk show. Uh-huh. Uh, we used it to launch Caduce, you know, yeah. and um, but think what sixteen year old has a talk show? Man, right, Mandy Moore. Mandy Moore. It makes sense. Yeah, like, but she could listen. And she could learn. She was humble and um, transparent. Sweet. Yeah, and you yeah. know, like she wasn't trying anything. No. So you believed her journey and yeah. she opened up for that. Yeah. Which I think has been her success on Instagram as well, is that she just shows. People love her on Instagram. Yeah. And that was a sleeper hit for me. Like, I, I, I don't really follow up, keep up with Mandy more. Like, I know she's like, this is a star, every red carpet, but I didn't know she was so such a thing on Instagram. Well, you're realizing now all the intentional um, decisions that these people are making, the, the su- success by design that these people have. 100%. Uh, even Willa Ford, I'm talking about old school. Oh, wait, oh my God, this is so, because this is like my prime. Right. But what, This you, was like my era. Are you watching Willa on the on Scott Disick's show? N- no. Yes. Willa Ford. Oh, wait. Like this is. Wait, isn't she the interior designer yes. or something? Yeah, and she just does a wonderful job. She really has impeccable taste she was a hit for a minute there yeah yeah she had that uh, uh i want to be bad <laughs> i want to be yeah. bad maybe yeah. it feels so good now, now that's so 2005 100%. <laughs> um but you know uh so sometimes you know you're dealing with the star and you're building into the stereotypes with laguna beach um it was more like it was supposed to be more like friends meets um uh 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 uh, say by the bell uh, we actually had access to shoot on school grounds and it was supposed to be a group of friends and oh. unfortunately uh the super bowl halftime show with with janet jackson happened and yeah was, uh and Nipplegate came out yeah and the city and the wardrobe school, uh, malfunction, malfunction right? yep. the city and school pulled out of the conversation so we could only shoot with the kids on i never knew that private beach properties because they owned it so we were in their houses. We'd shoot in Newport or around. So, But that show we would shoot – they would shoot the entire season and then afterwards figure out what we had. There was real documenting back – even Osborne's. Like when we did season one of Osborne's, they spent probably over a million dollars per episode because we just shot 
to capture something. It was real kind of fly on the wall. Yeah. It wasn't like going in with the narrative. Well, Whereas like, because yeah. this is pre-Housewives. That's this finance. is pre Right. That's some yeah. finance person who's like, what's the narrative line? Exactly. How much Where it's is like, this going to cost? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Where it's like a dollar sign related thing where you can see the thread of like before the season starts with an OC Housewives or whatever it may be. Yeah. But you guys were really like the frontiers of that. Yeah, we. I had so much fun um, uh, on shooting the Osbournes. Um, I had so much fun on season one of Punk launching Dax and Al Shepard and putting Ashton Kutcher in TV homes in a way that um, you know, in front of a new audience. That you know, I just, I just loved the timing of it all. Yeah. Um, uh, Wilmer having Yo Mama, you know, on you know, it's it was a really cool time for talent. They were really creative, and our this. department listened when they pitched. Yeah. Um, in fact, uh, yeah, there was a lot of, a lot of uh, <laughs> great pitches that didn't get made from great talent that you, you know. <laughs> well, it was such an important time. Like, if you think about that, I mean, all of the people you've just rattled off, which is insane that you've worked with all those people so closely. Oh, but that was such an important time in like a pop culture moment that kind of led us into this generation we're in too now. Because a lot of those people are still really relevant in our lives, which is crazy yeah. they've had some longevity and they're building big brands making a shit ton of money and i think it's really insane that you were part of the building blocks from day one which is why you're here in this room with me because i think <laughs> everybody listening has the same passion that i have right no one wants to work for the man everybody wants to be the man everybody um wants to build their own brand from the phone up and eventually scale it sell it retire in Palm Beach and have like dish towels with their names on them on QVC, right? Who doesn't want that? But I think if there's anyone to tell us more about that, that's you. We're going to go to a quick break. When we come back, I want to get into what you're doing now, which is building people's personal brands. You're taking all this experience from um, the corporate side and you're just launching people's brands left and right. So after this break, we'll get into that. Cool. Okay, guys, I am going to let you in on a little secret on how I launched my podcast. It is all about Anchor. Anchor is a free podcasting platform packed with creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for free so it can be heard on all your favorite platforms from Spotify to Apple Podcasts to many, many more. Guys, you can also make money right from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It is everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And we're back. Okay, so we've talked about where you've been in the past and what has built up to where you are today. But tell us about what you're doing now um, to launch people's brands and what your business is all about. Oh, yeah, sure. Well, um, I kind of still do the same thing. You know, Um, I help people get on television. I help people get in movies. I help people get opportunities that leverage a large audience that they can retain and Mm then how they want to monetize it is individually up to them, whether they're selling a product or they are a fashion brand or a design brand. Um, and the path has changed, right? The path to stardom has changed. Like you don't have to have a reality show to be able to get on a radio show to be able to get, you know. There used to be a ladder. Yeah. Right? You would have to get cast on the reality show to get maybe you're the breakout person from that show that gets to go do the press. Then you get to build up and build up. And now it's like if you got one of these, you got a phone in your hand. Yeah. Make it. Well, yeah. And you're you're also now, um, if you have a phone in your hand, you're able to make something that you can leverage to the very platform that you were trying to get cast by something that now just actually wants your content because, right. because you were right. 
Yeah. By the way, and you always were right. That's why you presented yourself as a talent <laughs> brand in front of them and opened up your soul and did the audition and, and like, did, yeah, all you know, anxiety and stress and going into it so that you could show them what you could bring to the table. Now that we can make it, you know, like I think Nick Cannon made Wild and Out. He shot it himself to be able to shoot it. We just talked about that, and that's a great example of social media today. You have to make it to be able to show what that looks like. What's your thoughts on because everybody has a phone in their hand and because everybody can make it yeah. as far as the content? <laughs> it being the content. It being the content. <laughs> um, and a lot of people make it a lot of success. Yeah. But what's your – where do you see the expertise lying in that? Because a lo- there is a misconception that's like I have a phone and I created it. How come I'm not getting a million hits? Or, you know, or like for me, for example, I'm in like the fashion lifestyle space, but it's like I've worked in the business for 15 years. Right. So when I speak on panels at department stores, like I have cred to talk about. Yes, the, the uh, Instagram's icing on the cake. The content that I churn out is validated. But do you think that the expertise thing is an important I do. block that has to exist? For, yeah. yeah. You worked really hard to build, um, you know, your uh, talent equity and social equity and with all that you built you still can't write a check because ultimately it's yeah. not yours it's someone else's show on tv or a different producer or you're, you're quoted in someone else's book so the um where does expertise come in i think it comes in an organizing conversation i think what you're doing with morning people is a great example of of uh how you become a star is being able to have a tactile physical place a home base yeah otherwise it, it's just it just goes out in the ether. And well, that's a problem I have. Like, and you maybe you have an opinion on this. Like, I follow a lot of people. I'll, most people I follow, I love. And I'll ask you who you follow in a minute. But yeah. there's a few people I follow that are like my brand, my brand. I, I, I think you can have a brand with nothing, a hundred percent. Don't get me wrong. I think a brand is all about like your dialogue, how you communicate, how you dress, how you look, how you act, how you talk to people. That's branding at yeah. uh, your logo and your Instagram. But it's all branding. I get it, but. I think there mm, is an over usage of it. Of where the word brand, correct? Yeah, my brand. Yeah, it's like well, well, uh, your talent it, brand, your visual. What brand? brand it like for like audio what do you brand? Say? Can I buy it? Like, can I listen to it? Right. Can I click on it? Right. When there's those pieces, I kind of buy more into it. Yeah. But um, do you think there's an over usage of the term my brand? I do. Even you know, I was just looking online at the definition of talent brand, mm-hmm. and that talent brand mean is the reputation that the body of employees that work at a company have, because they're you know they call yeah. employees talent. You know, yeah, creative, yeah, talent. Creative employees are talent. So mm-hmm. the talent brand is your the your employees like your that work suite. for you. Yeah. Isn't that interesting, That's that, so interesting that even in a different category, you know, here we are in entertainment and it's like our words are, I mean, come on, we've got a couple of words that are just ours. Right. Casting, talent, but totally. talent is one of those words that is, that is brand is another one as well, I think. It's a so, weird. Celebrity probably. <laughs> I mean, influencer certainly too, but these are words that um, I think they just are part of, they're, they're, they'll be hyphenated. Right. You know, the, a hundred, there's a more slash and slash and slash and yeah. hyphen and hyphen. Or even as Google shifts to like intent based queries where we want to know why you want to know what you want to know. So Not just like, the answer. Right. Yeah. So like maybe there's something there, there with mm-hmm. it because there, there should be this fun, free social space where we can create and be subjective, 
to other people's comments and criticisms. On 100%. Like, I'm putting this cool. out there. I need to get the feedback, yeah. right? I want the ratings. I want the comments. I want that. I mean, that's part of the reason my Instagram exists. Yeah. But I think... Yeah, um, I did not... I mean, I had spring break at MTV to launch five shows to see 10 different hosts who would work so that if we made a mistake... We could quickly get past, you know, now you can test things out there live. With The audience also does not know what they want until they see it. They, At all. You probably will ask people, what do you want me to talk about? And you'll talk about that. And then you'll be like, hello, people. Well, that's <laughs> you in- asked me to talk about this. <laughs> it's like Instagram, right? Like I'll yeah. put out a, um, I'll put out, because when I started my Instagram, it wasn't supposed to just be pictures of me. It was never that. It was like a cool pair of shoes. I got on a plane. This is where I'm eating. This is my orbit. This is my world changed it yeah to get thirsty because it's like oh you like pictures of me only where i'm looking at you in the camera where you see my eyes those get the most sure i'll shoot more of that i guess that's what you want yeah but then i ask you on a poll and they're like no we we missed the food we missed the travel we missed it and i'm like but you don't hit the button on it so it's like at the end you know what i mean like you're kind of a slave to this like it's bizarre also um maybe it's about like how you the the options you gave them you know like also like uh, maybe you were like what kind of design questions do you want and maybe they don't want design questions from you because you're a motivational designer and why i pick you as a designer to watch is because you're doing so much in new york city Mm. that it motivates me to get up and do at least one tenth of what you're doing plus i get a couple of added benefits of how to look. So maybe there's more of a, the motivate, you know, so how we see ourselves, that's mm. the part that I'm really focusing on now with my clients. Um, how, how yeah, what, talk more about that, what we get from SEO, what, how we see, you know, when we go into Google and we type in our name yeah. and then the next three words that come up afterwards, so stressful, really important to know how people are looking for you. Like you want to play into that so you can show up where they're looking, mm-hmm. but also you need to, kind of help them uh, grow into what direction you're what going you want them to well. see right so you have to give them the words they'll right. never you know once in a while you'll get like um, some celebrity will get a cool fan base will come up with a, a cool unique name or something right. you know like sometimes it works some yeah. usually even pe- those people complain about their their fan club names because they yeah. tend to be like um, well not what you created and that's totally <laughs> That's and well, especially in an era now where it's like we feel so closely connected to what our own narrative because we're pumping it out. Right. It's weird to see. It's like I Google. I ne- I rarely, maybe once every four months, will I Google my name. I don't because I oh, see yeah. enough shit on Instagram. People tag me on so, like I don't. It doesn't. It's not as important as it used to be. Well, it's a different audience. It's too, a different audience. By the way, but so, right. what I saw was like super jarring. The words <laughs> after not jarring, but I was like. um the first thing said Preston Conrad um, Instagram. Yeah. Then Preston Conrad net worth came up second, which bothered me because money's like the last thing that motivational. You're teaching people how to build a, and, and finance a lifestyle of happiness. And that's, I guess, what it is. Where I know Makes I don't sense. connect it to money. Yeah. But I was. But they a, are. I guess they are. And it's like for me, it's like. You Social do you. Currency. You need to work at Starbucks. You fucking work at Starbucks. If you want to be on Broadway, you, like I'm here to help you be your best you and live your most stylish life. But I was just a little jarred that I was like, oh, why is someone associating money with it? It was just a little yeah, weird. Well, like, but, it's like you go be work at Starbucks. Okay, cool. And by the way, that's awesome. So how much do you make that you can tell me what to do in life? Right? right. There's like um, a point of uh, relation almost yeah. that people have there. And I bet yeah. that's a younger demographic. Uh, um, do you have a... I haven't looked at it. I need to like, yeah. I need to like well, do, we do that off. I know we can do that off. I, I don't have stuff. like, I don't have, I don't care. To, I mean, I, 
it freaks me out. Yeah, I can. I, there's a way to do it where you don't have to know everything. Yeah. Um, this I, third one was was um, husband. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because because we're not public. Yeah. Or we're exactly. not public on Instagram and yeah. by choice because we we like our life the way it is. But um, which that made total sense. Yeah. I just didn't know that people cared enough to Google it. Which which freaked me out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I you know what I, I mean. Now, now, I'm now I'm wondering what mine are too. I, it's just weird, but like interesting. Yeah, I guess a, a little project for you guys. If yeah. you have, you know, um, some voice on social or whatever it may be, type your name in Google. See yeah, what pops go up to after. Google and see what pops up afterwards. It's great to know how people are. What what other containers people are putting you into, and then also think about why they're looking at that. Mm-hmm. Like net worth is great because to me that says that they rely on you to help them build a life that maybe they can live and that's sustained that's like that's yeah real that's valid yeah i didn't look at that way more than design i didn't look at it that way i looked at it in a way i was like oh i hate people think i'm snooty or whatever it's like i've worked i can bear you know until like the last five ten years could i have a life that i have you know i've worked my ass off so it's like that too you're not you know going into um a retail um hq or into instagram uh for a job that you show up for every single day you're getting gigs like we're getting gigs honey and she is getting string them together yeah it's like a chain mail thing for us it for us it looks like a career but really when you between you and i we just gig out we just have people who follow our company oh yeah you know who doesn't like that my accountant (laughs) yeah exactly marty finkel (laughs) he doesn't love that i too got a little stressed with the the whole casting so casting reality tv was great but when Facebook and 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 all these other platforms came out. Just other people had access to other people. Yeah. Um, and um, I just wanted to find a, a different way to sort of uh, do what I did and and have. So I lo- I love the digital component of um, understanding why things are working. Uh, in TV, we would have Q scores, and I would get a listing of your impact as a celebrity. That's like the relatability kind of impact yeah. to the public. Yeah, and that's important to know because, like, do people know you? Do they like you? Do they know you because they like you, or do they know you because they don't like you? Mm-hmm. By the way, both are okay. Lots of people, uh, lots of people have had TV shows on many channels because people just love to not like them, but they'll right. watch them. Yeah, you know? and then maybe they'll flip over. Um, do they recognize? Do they know your name? Will they recognize your name? Do they know you from a certain project? And I think those are those anchors that people know you on. So when you look at the star right of twenty twenty or, or twenty nineteen, whatever, mm-hmm. um, how has it changed? I think that back then it was more about where's the star going, what's the promise that they can keep doing, and it's more performance yep. oriented, where you need to be a shiny, bright, nebulous star. Mm-hmm. And I would draw the star with like almost like a sun with lots of little, little um, thingies arrows coming out of it. Yeah. Out, you know? yeah. If I did it a star today, I would do the five point star because because I'm looking at the touch points of brands, yeah. how they're physically holding on to you. Mm-hmm. Lots of times it's lifestyle. So is there a design bucket, a wellness bucket? And mm-hmm. I work on those verticals with people. So I think that's the the shape of a star has shifted because how they collaborate or how they monetize, you know, their what they're doing, um, and clearly changes. how they touch people has changed too. Because yeah. it's not through running home after school to watch MTV anymore. Absolutely. strictly. No. While you still may do that, you know, your touch points are totally different. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, totally different. MTV just tried to do. I mean, just did TRL again, and I don't. It didn't. Did work. that go away? It did. It did go away. It did. Um, I had like because obviously nostalgic wise, I was like, God, I hope this works. Yeah, me just too. because I wished that. The kids yeah. could get what we, but it was a, it was like trying to put the genie back in the bottle. Can't do it. Yeah. Like you can't recreate that time. Yeah, it was a special time. Yeah, it was a special time. Uh, yeah, we the audience 
that I agree with you. It was the audience that made TRL special. It wasn't even 100. just the people at MTV that, Mm-mm. you know. It felt like a little magical blurb, like blip. Yeah. And it, it was needed, too. There was nothing like that no. know, out there, too. And, and, and what killed TRL, to be honest, in 2007, 2008, more than AOL music. Really? Yeah, because music. What was AOL music? Music videos on demand. Like I that. guess. We were like, oh. What, that you could just watch music videos? Yeah, you never, you didn't have to just watch the 45 I, I, seconds. Did of I have AOL music? I guess AOL I did music? if I had AOL. Yeah, if you had right? an AIM account. I had, oh, I was AIM. <laughs> My account was based on a B52 song. If you didn't know I was a Raging Queen back then, <laughs> that's what it was, but no one knew. They just thought it was that's like a funny. secret weird name. So, okay, oh, personal yeah. branding. So we kind of touched on a bunch of different things and, and what you see in stars and how stardom has changed and tell us kind of some things that um maybe you're working on this kind of with with clients right now but um the the most requested kind of thing from a client that's like i want x and how you help them do that and then some things that you um hit over the head with everyone you work with that says you need to work on a b and c something like that sure um so we're coming out of an expert economy Mm -hmm. right so like be an expert yeah do one thing great just do this one thing, yep. tell everybody you do it, make sure you're the expert, be the thought leader and do one thing. Yeah. And what's shifted is um, the demand for experts. Does no longer comes from within the silo that the expert was created. Yeah. The silo comes from um, some type of exotic, you know, design experts are doing phenomenally well now in categories in science. Why? Yeah. In tech. Why? Because that's where the real need is. That's tech is doing, you know. So I'm having a lot of fun taking experts and slowly branching them and building them out into more viable businesses so that when you're when you're on a property when you're coming on a, on a show when you're appearing on something people don't see you as one specific um type of business because then you can no longer it's the be hardest subjective. thing and i had liliana vasquez on from the today show mm-hmm. and she was oh, talking about her. how she's been in the fashion bucket forever oh yeah and it was mind blowing and that like today show and access have only ever really seen her in that and just in the last 2 years was she even able to do like just film junket interviews and she was like i clearly can interview celebrities like please let me do it yeah but the box needed to be broken down so there, i think i i think that's so true um and she's phenomenal talent yeah, too by great. the way um and she she kind of fits into a lot of very into a lot of buckets it's funny though when you say fits into a lot of bu- it's that's a good thing and a bad thing right like i mean well, right. yes you can come to the table this is what the my bosses need to make sure the buckets are checked off that's what that means totally but um but you know what's funny like so i what, what i think you're talking about is what a lot of the big brands need like i just did a um a deal last year with LG Electronics, mm-hmm. and um, they were launching some new consumer home goods, a refrigerator, a washer dryer, whatever. So they had this kind of unique, which is something that you probably would have created, AU, this program where it was like, let's bring a really amazing chef in to talk about the fridges. Let's bring in um, so-and-so to talk about the washer. I was there. I was there to talk about the washer dryer, yes. which like – and A, they had the most money of any client I've ever worked with because they were a big old electronics brand. But B, the the customers were actually excited because they came to this big event and they got to like, yeah, they got to see the products. But they were interacting with a celebrity chef, with a real stylist who was doing yeah. wardrobe. You know, it was a really interesting out-of-the-box pairing that put me in a different light and the brand in a different light. I love light. that payoff. You know? 
I love the that this, this audience that's watching digital content or showing up to events, the emotional payoff that they have for what we're doing. It, I just did not reach that in television. Yeah. I didn't get into TV because um, I wanted to make great content. I got into TV because I like casting and I like the people. You know what Which I mean? is so, so important of what you're doing now. It's all people. It's all people based all people based all how we're going to collaborate i think in the future you know we're looking at less about how much is this going to cost me and more what can i trade you so there's more mm-hmm. of a tr- there's going to be more of a a creative trading bartery, bartery economy system mm-hmm. you know you need this edited i need it shot okay you need to cast okay you need it written i still do that now boopity boop and then, right where i don't do it is when brands ask me for it big brands oh, when yeah. i know that they should be paying because no, because of the barter economy it's also trained some people to save too much money the or, or, oh, yeah. or, or for talent to go unpaid for hard work you know gotcha. for, for hard work but i think amongst creators and amongst doers and movers and shakers and lifters like you have to do yeah. that you and know that, that sounds like traditional media what you're referring to 100 <laughs> yeah so i mean and yeah that's the hardest thing um yeah that's very it's um i love my friends at all those networks and they trust me they are light years ahead of what's on tv but it just takes a long time for things to get approved there it does just, right just for systems the digital thing the things you know I, that's why tv i mean I, I still love tv and all my friends I, I, a lot of my friends i probably met through you but in tv it's just um it you know it takes too long well, right, but then 20 years ago, we thought TV was faster than film, so we were happy. It's <laughs> Reality so TV was quicker than scripted TV. and It's so valid. Our, our, need, to, our need for speed. <laughs> it's is, total uh, need for speed. You know, development is expensive, too, that's why. So development, the more right. it's in development, the more people are spending money on it. That could be a good thing. The more money they put into it, the more they want to get out of it. That right. could be a good thing. But also, thing. the executive can get fired or let go or someone can leave and all of a sudden now it's the volatile. project's you know it's not their project it can't be successful and yeah. all of a sudden your hard work is <laughs> so that's totally. why i love helping people because five years ago ten years ago owning your own ip like when we sell a tv show in america we give our ip intellectual property over to the network we do a deal where the network says i'm going to pay you for it i'm going to pay you for every episode but maybe you'll work on it i mean even magical even big production companies have been taken off you know shows so it's like a, the big one yeah so it's very different here in america what you can do by launching a podcast what you can do by writing a book what you can do by starting a blog what you can do by registering a url and putting creative content out there is creating the ip i own it yeah and then you license it or then yeah. you leverage it for a spin-off. there's a tv version of morning people right but morning people will always be yours Hundred. What's the TV? Ver- and now what you're doing, the especially extension. with the show, is I'm sure you were, you probably get hit up by a lot of production companies. We just had a, we just had a call two days Great. ago with one. Yeah. Now that you're putting out your own content, yeah, they have a much better idea of what you're. There's a little bit less guessing if they're smart and if they watch and they ingest what you're putting out. And most likely they are because that's how they found you. Well, this is why I did this show that you're yep. in right now because I felt Instagram wasn't properly representing me. Yeah. As a full circle like it's like me being cute and me being a skincare and and it's like uh this guy has some experience i didn't feel like it was i didn't feel like not that the viewers weren't smart enough to like ingest it on instagram i just didn't feel like it was the right place like for me to thoughtfully talk like this yeah where on stories they're like skip skips i just want to see what serum it is skip 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 like that's all they want 
on even, Instagram. Even artists ten years ago, if they stepped out of genre and they, you know, mm-hmm. I, so my last, the last show I created at MTV in 2007 when I left was um, a reality series between Nas and Khalees, and oh we shot eight episodes and we finished it, and ultimately we didn't make it to air um, because MTV decided they were going to spin off um, the hills into the city. Oh my so gosh. that worked out. Yeah, that worked out nicely. So that worked out well. Um, but um, but I just remember learning from Khalees. I mean, just the level of frustration as an artist who who she truly is one of those artistic artists who's just really crafty mm-hmm. and and like plays around and is very whimsical in that way. You know yeah. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. truly hands on artist. And there, there, her her breadth of music was just a lot broader than what the mainstream media wanted from her. Right, bossy. which is why, which, right, <laughs> which yeah, bossy, but right. that's the problem. We like bossy too much. But which is why now we can be in a room like this. Yeah. You could have a YouTube show. You Absolutely. could do whatever. Before we run out of time, some ma- um, what are some major? So we have a lot of listeners who want to do their own thing and launch their own brand. Maybe it's skincare. Maybe it's shoes. Maybe it's a nut butter. Maybe whatever it may be. Right? <laughs> yes. They want to do their own thing and they don't want to work in their job anymore. What are before someone comes to a you, um, and you package them up in a bow and get them in the right rooms with the right people? What are some major, like just a couple, even some major moves or some groundwork people can start to lay to build their own brand? Um, I think that uh, it's a great question, by the way. I think that um, I'm, I'm led to, incl- I'm, I'm inclined to lead with video uh, because there's so much you can spin off from video. Um, I, I, I think what people need to do you're saying video like as in create (laughs) some just some major tips to like kind of getting started with your own brand in a way that like you know maybe they know what the brand is maybe they make um, almond butter great they make almond butter you know you're making good almond butter before they come to an expert and sit down and like have a money exchange or pack get packaged up for sale (laughs) or whatever you do for them um what are some things they should be doing? Cool. Um, uh, the, they should be doing it for their audience, not for themselves. Yeah. They should be thinking of um, uh, uh, how does the audience best receive me? So not, mm. not is it what do I want to be known That's for? That's such a good answer. It's not what I want to be known for. It's, it's how can I help somebody in their life? Where are they talking about me? So I do this thing. Okay. So if you're looking at a piece of paper and you draw. Uh, like a quadrant. A quadrant. So you, Yeah. Like a big X and you can write in. Okay. Yeah, like a, yeah. So yeah, now you have four spots. Yeah. And identify how ulti- ultimately the feeling you want people to have about you. Yeah. Is it, um, is there, uh, I want to say this a different way. Okay. I think that what people need to do to set, the, set themselves up for longevity, first and foremost, is to address their audience. Don't think of it as an Instagram account. Mm-hmm. Think of it as an Instagram audience. That's hundred. That's what I mean. That's why they gave us this audience analytics tool. Yeah. Right. They want us to know you, who we're talking yeah, to. Because when you program for an, your Instagram account, you treat it like an Instagram account. Yeah. And it's yours. But the reality, it's not yours. It's no. your audience is. So true. You you're think, just turning it on for them. So, right. So I, I like to 
turn around first and foremost and think about that. Secondly is where are, is this audience when they're thinking of you? What are they talking about that they bring your name up for? And repetitively, like it's not about how you want to be seen or heard or remembered. It's about how you want someone to introduce you to a stranger. The words that they say, Oh, you have to listen to Preston Conrad. You have to listen to how he says, or you have to listen to this podcast because um, so valid that social um, approval from our friends is, I think, especially where digital is going, where the algorithms are really coming back to an inclusive mm-hmm. community instead of searching for newness. Um, so it's a valid thing of kind of what you're saying is, and it's hard to do and, and no, because it, what the platforms do is yeah. make you look at yourself and yourself and yourself and yourself all yeah. the time. What you're saying is, which I didn't even think about this, but, but I try my best to do it is turn the mirror around on the viewers and the audience, right? And like, yes, it's all selfie-driven and personal content-driven and whatever, but it's like, really think about your audience before you publish. And and to be intentional and to be consistent. So a lot of people try, so when you're, a lot of people, when they, when people start in the industry, oftentimes they're very compliant and are willing to do anything. Yeah. They're, I could do this and I, and it's come at, come at me with a hard, yeah. Angle, yep. some way to differentiate what the skill set is mm-hmm. and really dig your heels into that and anchor into that. Um, otherwise you'll get pushed around. You'll end up doing what everyone else is happy to have you do. Um, which probably is not most successful for right. your exactly. career trajectory because, um, you know, focus. Yeah. Laser focus. Laser focus. While paying utmost attention to who's seeing what you do. And I think it's important to not have only one podcast or one Instagram account or one book or one collaboration. And it's not, it's not necessary to have thousands or hundreds. Um, but it's very necessary to be working, to be putting offerings out to people where different types of communities and products and partners and creative collaborators can work with you. It's, it's important to be putting that type of offering out there. So for you, for example, it's this podcast, an audio experience that I love. Yeah. Thank you so much for having um, me. And you, not only do you have a beautiful <laughs> voice, but you're fun for me to interact with. And oh. you have a, you're a fucking wealth of knowledge for oh, everyone. So, well, but thanks. this, uh, that's important. You say that because I, when I first actually was going to do this, some people were giving me shit saying was, do you, do you remember housewives when Sonia Morgan launched the toaster? <laughs> people were saying that everything you do is the toaster. Oh, and you have a thing and you do that thing. And you you're doing a podcast it's like you know and i I was and i felt self-conscious i was like am i so is this my toaster like am i sonia morgan and i realized it all at the end of the day it's just digital content and streaming content and i own all of it and it's all the same narrative so no right but i it was i'm liking hearing you say that it's important to just publish 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 Publish. i think it's important yeah that's i mean amazon's gonna focus on this over the next year for sure too. And I know they're ramping up their book slate. Um, but how we publish content, it's not even making content now publishing, right? Like that's yeah. the trick to it. So, um, uh, trust so that the algorithm can help introduce us to quality viewers. Otherwise, totally. otherwise people like you and I, small businesses, medium sized businesses who could spend money digitally to find, I mean, this is, we're coming out of that era where you yeah. can afford to spend money on Facebook now as a small company. And also this week, Facebook just launched 
um, like ads that are more interactive. You can vote and play and augmented I reality. And I saw that. So it's not even like, uh, you know, it's a whole nother playing a, field in most people's skill set. <laughs> right. You know, like it, like it is now. So the, so the, you're right. The game changes. Um, the rules don't, the games change, the players mm-hmm. do. And, um, and how you love, you know, it's even in baseball, like, right? they jump from team to team. Totally. The player doesn't change. <laughs> yeah. I'm the same player. I'm just, the game's different. Yeah. Vinny, this has been so insightful. Uh-huh. I need to have you back for a haul. Cause we could talk probably yes. for two more hours, Thanks. but we're hitting our yeah. max time guys. What's, um, Vinny, what's the best Instagram for everyone to follow you? Yeah. On? I'm yo, it's Vinny. Yo, it's Vinny. How you doing? <laughs> yeah. It's literally guys. It's at handle. Yo, it's Vinny. It's a Y O I T S V I N N I E. Yeah. So follow Vinny Potestivo. That's yo, it's Vinny. And then you're also, are you active on LinkedIn? I am. Yeah, I think you're pretty active. Yeah, I think you're pretty good on LinkedIn. Yeah, I do. And you're just Vinny Potestivo. Yeah, Vinny Potestivo. Yeah, so yeah. follow Vinny on LinkedIn as well. As always, guys, DM me your questions, comments, concerns, whatever, or email me at morningpeoplewithpreston at gmail.com. Uh, I wish you guys the best week. I'll talk to you soon. And in the meantime, stay stylish. 